Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to episode 13 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're going to be sharing some tips with you on how to survive a long haul flight. Who else dreads a long flight stuck in a tiny seat? I I fucking do. From fart smells, to people with B.O., to people falling asleep on your shoulder, <coughs> Kim, <laughs> some people have no regard for airplane etiquette. So, you can upgrade to business class, or you can use our OG travel squad tips to survive in economy, because you know we aren't paying to splurge for the upgrades. So let's start with before the flight. This tip is one you guys taught me when we were on a trip to Vegas, and that is to set an alarm on your phone so that you can check in right when it becomes available. Pro tip. It always amazes me, you know, because even for Southwest, you know, when I fly with Jamal and Brittany and we all have our alarm set and we hit go at the exact same time to check in and then Jamal and Brittany are 10 seats ahead of me and I'm like, how did that happen? How are you 10 seats ahead of me? And we hit go at the same time. Got the magic fingers, I guess. I guess so, man. (laughs) There's a lot of people on that flight. Get in early. And before you go, don't eat any risky food the night before. You don't want to be miserable in your seat if you're surviving a long haul flight. Especially if you get the window seat. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks for the people you got to crawl over. Also, if you're traveling with a group, just try to finagle your way into getting seats next to each other. I've found that when you book your tickets together instead of separate, you're more likely to be put together even when you don't pay to pick your seats. You can also kind of finesse the other passengers and try to get some seat swaps going on. Has that happened to you where you've been able to swap a seat? Yeah, we did it successfully when we went on our flight from San Diego to Fort Lauderdale on our way to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that we do it when we're on Southwest, since you can't choose your flight, is like there's always the two people who will get ahead of you if you aren't like all together. And then, you know, they take up two rows and then just put our stuff there in the aisle. And then the other two come on and we get those seats. Yeah. Yeah. But on top of that, too, I mean, a lot of international flights, more for the long calls that we were talking about, some airlines actually charge you in that moment when you're purchasing your ticket for like $15 more to be able to purchase your seats. But I know some airlines such as British Airways, Delta, at least in the past when we've utilized them, they allow you to pick your seats in that moment at no additional charge. So it's really, they'll give you a full layout of the plane and just kind of decide, do you want to be by the bathrooms for convenience? But at the same time, If you're by the bathrooms, people are going to be congregating there, waiting in line. Do you want a window seat because you like the view? But if you're not traveling with anybody, are you going to have to crawl over people when you need to go? Mm -hmm. So you just need to figure out what you're comfortable with and where the best spot is for you to sit on the plane if you can actually pick your seat. Okay, so I know that we love Gate 1, guys. How much do we love Gate 1? Love Love, love, them. But 
There's one thing that always gets me super sad is that when you book your trip, they don't allow you to choose your seat. So you don't get to choose your seat until you get to the airport and you don't even really get to like, quote unquote, choose because it's pretty much full. And then you're wherever they stick you. That's true. I won't disagree with that. But this time we didn't have that issue. Yes, they picked for us. But this time now I actually have my Delta Sky Miles account and I gave it to Gate One when we ordered. So they chose the seats for me. But since I have an active account, I was able to log into it and switch seats to where I want. So Brittany and I got to pick our seats actually this what? time. Pro so tips. pro tip yeah. on that, like if you actually go through a guided tour as a hypothetical and they pick out your seats for you, find out what airline you're going to be on, sign up for their reward program and tie your reservation to it, you may be able to, and I know Delta for sure because we flew that last time, but you may be able to log on and actually change your seats, which Brittany and I did. And for both of our long haul flight, the plane configuration was a 242, and Jamal and I were just the two best of both worlds, window and aisle. Yes. The two best seats in the yeah. house. Yeah, and then you, you know, if you're traveling with people that you know it's not a big deal to kind of crawl over them or if you have to wake them up. I mean, it still sucks if they're sleeping, but if they're strangers, you almost feel a little bit more bad about mm-hmm. it. So that's why I like the 242, but not always are we fortunate enough to be traveling in that type of situation. Yeah, I've definitely held my pee on a plane many times because I didn't want to wake up the person next to me. That's very courteous of you. Yeah, but it sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, so like we were saying, be mindful of where you select your seats. You know, if you like the window or somewhere, you're going to have to crawl over somebody if you're mm-hmm. not traveling with people that you know or seated by them. So what do you wear on these flights, guys? I think we can all agree that all three of us girls probably wear a form of yoga pants. Yoga pants. Yoga pants. Yeah, you definitely oh, yeah. want to wear something as comfortable as possible especially if you're going to be on a long flight i mean i know the longest flight i've been on is 16 and a half hours that's continuous but you want to be comfortable right so you ladies are fortunate enough to have yoga pants workout pants whatever i can't travel that way (laughs) why don't you wear uh bike shorts (laughs) basketball (laughs) shorts that's so trashy yeah that's what i was gonna say we Wear yoga pants. Zaina has a lot of colorful pants, but usually I just stick to black. (laughs) Me too. I try to keep it looking good. I would never, ever be caught dead wearing pajamas on the plane, like flannel pair of pajamas just walking up into the airport. No. Yeah. I mean, you could be comfortable still, but keeping it Mm -hmm. classy. And cute. And I'm not saying you need to dress up to be on a plane, but definitely (laughs) don't scrub it. Like you're on a plane, people around you, like... And if you're trying to get upgraded for free, you need to look nice. Exactly. So for me, since you guys have the yoga pants, I mean, if it's a shorter flight, I'll wear shorts. But obviously, we know planes tend to get cold on there. So I'll wear not like really, really baggy pants, but I'll wear like one of my pair of jeans that I know is a little bit more like loose fitting, not as tight. That way I have a little bit more comfort move around for it and things like that just to kind of keep comfortable. Speaking of getting cold, make sure you bring a light jacket. I always bring a sweater or a cardigan on the plane because I get cold. Hell yeah. Oh, you know, I just thought of this, but do you remember, Brittany, when we were in the, it was an airport in Florida? I know exactly what you're going to say. I know. Oh my gosh. The airport was so cold, you guys. It was so fucking cold. And (laughs) I keep looking at Brittany like, oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. And then finally, yes, yes. that's where it was. And finally, I realized that, oh, I never checked my bag and I have all these sweaters with me. And so I opened up my bag and I gave Brittany a sweater and I had a sweater myself. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You were sitting there 
there for about two, three hours before you realize that because we had a... We, <laughs> Sounds like me. Because we were flying home after a cruise. Yes. So it's not like we just chose to get to the airport early or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, like your cruise is done, you have your flight and we didn't rent a car because we were on a cruise. So we got there early and I remember you were complaining about being cold the whole time. And none of us really thought like, oh, we have our luggage here. <laughs> and it took you like three hours to finally realize like, oh, I got my sweater. Yeah. So make sure you're dressed appropriately for the airport because that's important too. And finally, make sure you have comfy undies, granny panties, no panties, or microfiber thongs. <laughs> Whatever All your three preference. Work. <laughs> Some of us like to wear granny panties. That's me. <laughs> I'm like not going to even deny it. I wear granny panties if I am doing a long haul flight and long haul meaning more than like 12 hours. Yeah. I would say I'm definitely going to wear granny panties because in this last trip, our travel stents were 24 hours each, like with all of our flights. That's gross. I saw a meme and it was like, does anyone else pack underwear for trips? Like they're going to shit themselves twice a day. Yes, I do. So I usually wear granny panties and then I'll usually put like a panty liner down and then I'll change it like Zena's face. Midway through. Midway freshen through. Up. Freshen up. Because, you know, I, I don't want to be gross and dirty like that. I like to wear the microfiber thongs because you don't feel like it's up your butt. It's just chilling there. It's nice and comfy and soft. And then I usually do bring like another one to change into. At least when I land, I like have that ready yeah. to freshen up real quick. It's always nice to bring a toothbrush and toothpaste with you on there as well. Because after a long flight, oof, it gets a little grimy. Nar, nar. <laughs> and then for shoes, I mean, you can wear whatever shoes you want. I never wear flip-flops because my feet get really cold. But I typically wear the biggest shoes that I plan to bring on the trip. And that helps me save space in my luggage as well. Anyone else do that? Yep. I, I do that if they don't fit. And that tends to happen when you overpack. <laughs> Well, I know for you, Brittany, like sometimes you wear your boots and things like that because when your big jacket, yeah, yeah, just bring it on playing with you. So definitely long haul flights, you want to be comfortable, choose what's going to make you the most comfortable without really slumming it up. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, 
the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So uh, we're talking about what to wear now. What do you pack in your carry-ons? This is essential. So you guys were talking about the type of underwear you wear. Kim said she (laughs) brought like an extra. Well, that's one of the things that I always carry in my carry-on. I do carry an extra pair of my boxer briefs. And on top of that, I always carry a pair of extra socks. Mm -hmm. One, it just may be nice in general if you're flying for a long time to change and freshen up. But God forbid, you know, if something happens, you at least have a fresh pair. But the socks I consider to be clutch because people's feet sometimes, you know, can get a little bit stinky. So those extra socks. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, God forbid, I don't want it to be me on there. So if it is, I have an extra pair of socks. That way, if I want my shoes off, like I could hide away my other socks cover my shoes with the blanket that they give me or something, but at least have a nice clean pair of socks put on that potentially don't smell. And it's just nice to have them for extra comfort. Yeah, absolutely. So when we say what to pack in your carry-on, we're not talking about your luggage that you'll store in the overhead bin that you have to store up there. We're talking about your personal bag, your backpack, whatever it is that you're going to be either having under the seat in front of you, or it could be stored above, but it's something that you want to access frequently throughout the flight. Good point on that one. Yeah. Yes. So we broke it up into categories so we can make sure you hit everything you need in there. Potential change of clothes, number one, mm-hmm. like we discussed. Standard. Some entertainment options. Brittany, what do you bring? I always bring a book to read. I feel like when I'm on vacation, I love to read in general, but when I'm day-to-day life, it's just too busy for me to read. So I love bringing a book and pulling it out and reading a few chapters on the plane. It's a good way to pass the time. And sometimes it'll make me sleepy enough so I can potentially fall asleep later. Yeah. Zaina always brings something on the squad trips every time. Cosmopolitan magazines. I don't even think anyone says Cosmopolitan anymore, but it's the Cosmo. (laughs) Yeah. I love it too. She always We trade. Brittany will read one. I'll read one. Zane will read one. We'll swap. And then once we're done, we give them back to the world. But pro tip, make sure you're ripping off the label that has your name and address on there. In case you forget it in the back seat of the plane, so no one has your personal contact information. Eh? Exactly. And these are essential to bring because you can't count on having Wi-Fi on the plane and you want it to save your phone battery most of the time. And sometimes there aren't phone chargers on the plane. I mean, most of the time there are, but... This- You'd be surprised at how many long-haul flights don't have chargers for you. Right. Not the charger, but like the outlet for you to put Charger, plug your phone Wi-Fi, in. even sometimes TVs like they don't USB. have. Yeah, because you know what? When we flew from Johannesburg, South Africa to Atlanta, when we got on the airplane, my phone was at 30%. And I was like, oh, that's okay. We're going to have a USB outlet to plug our phone in. Nope. 
Yeah. And you drain your battery because what are you always doing on it when we travel? Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) I love Candy Crush. I'm also a Fruit Ninja. Oh, I love Fruit Ninja. That's classic. In addition to a Danger Ninja. Oh, yeah. Fun game. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys bring the books, the Cosmos. I hate to say it. I'm not really too much of a reader. I wish I was. I'm just not. But if I try to read on a plane, it makes me really tired. And... I find it very hard to sleep on planes, so it'll get me tired and not even able to really get like deep sleep, which is frustrating. So reading really isn't my MO on a plane. So I like to actually have games. So speaking of phone games, Candy Crush, Fruit Ninja, I'll always go to my Google Play Store. If you have an iPhone, your app store, see what's fresh and new on the games and what might be interesting to you that you can play without Wi-Fi. And I usually do that to kind of have a good little repertoire of things to do. But on top of that, I do also like to get those like 99 cent Sudoku books. I love Sudoku. Yeah, it's always entertaining to kind of have it because if you do have a long haul flight that has a TV screen and yes, you can watch movies, which kills time. They have stuff to play games, but it's really hard to just point at the screen the entire yeah, your time. your gets tired. So I like having the actual physical Sudoku book and you can get those at the 99 cent store and that definitely passes time 10 minutes of puzzle do five puzzles it's like 50 minutes just already right there also they have the entertainment magazines in the back of the sea and the most riveting thing ever is when they have sudoku puzzles in that magazine and you can compete with someone else on the exact same puzzle to see who can finish it first oh that's fun oh my god <laughs> but you gotta get lucky and make sure no one else has already written in it yes yes <laughs> so you run that risk So another essential item to put in your carry-on are snacks. Snacks, yes. So snacks are important even if the airline offers food and drinks and snacks on the flight. You still want to bring your own so you're not at the mercy of when they're handing things out or having to get up and go ask. And then you can stay full. Yeah, I just want to reiterate how important that is. Does anyone remember our Hawaii flight? Yes, disgusting prison sandwich. Not even even very long. Like, yes, some people may say like five hours is a long flight and it's is, but it's also not. But Hawaiian Airlines was one of the few domestic airlines when you fly domestically that still actually provides a complimentary meal. So we were thinking, all right, not too bad. Terrible, terrible prison sandwich, prison sandwich food. But I ate it. But Good Mai Tais. They did have good Mai Tais, but you know what made it okay? We had our own snacks. Save the day. I always bring the peanut butter monster mix. Mm -mm -mm. It's like a trail mix with travel staple. You can get that at Target. So good. (laughs) I can't get enough of it. I always bring goldfish crackers too. For some reason, I never eat them in real life. Just when I travel. What about Cheez-Its? I love Cheez-Its, but I usually don't get them when I travel. Because they're the same thing, except not in the shape well, of the fish. Well, the fish has a nice airy middle that you crunch That's into. True. This is very true. <laughs> I, someone else was having what this conversation you have on another podcast. <laughs> the other thing I always do, I know you guys bring your water bottles and refill them in the airport since you can't bring through liquid. I normally don't because I never want to like bring an extra water bottle to carry, but I always buy a water in the airport before getting on the plane because they give you these tiny cups or bottles and you need more. Did you hear that one airport actually banned all one-use water bottles? San Francisco is. Oh, that makes sense. So I'm sure that that might happen more often. So just keep that in mind. Why would they do that? Well, I guess it's like it's plastic. You could and will use it more than once. 
potentially. Possibly. Most people don't, though. They're doing it to combat plastic waste. So for Kim, like she said, she doesn't bring a legitimate, like, reusable so, water bottle. Do you think bottle. they'll do glass instead? Or what are they going to do? Just not sell water? They're they, having refill stations refill to encourage stations you to bring your own. Or selling they, bottles like this? Yeah. Or water inside cardboard boxes. Oh, cardboard water. Jamal has actually been asking on our flights, like, can you refill my water bottle? And they have been completely refilling it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So instead of using just the tiny plastic cups, they've been refilling his entire bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah, when they come by, I'll ask them, can you refill my water bottle? And they'll fill it completely to the top. On top of that, one of the things we do, and I'm sure we'll touch on this later on into this episode, is we do stand up and stretch kind of in the galleys. And during the long haul flights, they will always have a few drinks out there. They'll have soda cans for you to grab, water to fill as well. So I'll just always go up and refill my water bottle because Kim's no right. No shame. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> you're right. They give you Not small the little ones. And if, yep. And if <laughs> you're going to be on a flight for that long, I definitely want to be hydrated for sure. I hate feeling parched you on a flight. You get really dried out discomfort. on a plane. Yeah. Yes, you do. All right, let's talk comfort because long haul flights can be uncomfortable. I have to travel with my travel pillow. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's so good. I use it. If I'm not sleeping, I'll use it around my lap just as like that added like comfort level Mm -hmm. but of course i'll use it around my head when i'm sleeping when we were in the cuba airport kim let me use her travel pillow and it was a blow up one so you can crunch it up smaller and put it in your backpack and then blow it up and still be soft yeah because this was like early morning before we boarded our flight so i was sleeping on the benches there and i could have sworn i picked it up i guess i didn't and i'm so sorry RIP pillow i know i got her another one but apparently it wasn't as great as that one because that was a really solid pillow it was a solid pillow but someone else probably picked it up and it's passed on (laughs) that's the positive there (laughs) somebody's getting good use out of it (laughs) what else do you bring I always bring extra socks. We were talking about that earlier. If I'm wearing ankle socks, I'll bring like crew style, maybe like softer socks that are just more comfortable to put on during the plane because it does get cold. Mm -hmm. I always bring that cardigan I was talking about. Oh, I know what you bring. What do I bring? Your stolen airplane blanket. I didn't bring it on my last long haul Did they give you one? Yes, they did. Okay. Did you replace it? Did you steal it? No, I left it there. Oh, wow. I'm disappointed. (laughs) So I've stolen airplane blankets in the past, and I don't really consider it stealing because (laughs) I pay for my flight, and they include them in my flight. And I take them everywhere with me. They're in, like, the backseat of my car. They're perfect for road trips. I know you guys have used them in the backseat of my car. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I know. Well, we actually have photos of you guys passed out using that. (laughs) That's what you're saying. I knew that was coming. Um, So, hey, if you use the blanket and you leave it on the airplane, do you think that they take it and wash it and repackage it? Or do you think they just repackage it? Or do you think they throw it away? I think they wash it and repackage it. Hmm, Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's U.S. laws on not allowing them to reuse that. I mean, those things are on the floor sometimes, people stepping on it. I mean, airplane bathrooms, dirty, feet touching Someone's that. sweaty, 12-hour body all over it. 
in our last flight, they gave us some eye masks and earplugs, which can be essential. Nice. So, yeah, so, I usually try to bring that too. Yeah, if you don't have them with you, sometimes they'll provide them for you. And I think those are essential and clutch. I was going to say a lot of airlines will do that. Even if you're flying in economy, they will give you the eye mask earplugs. Now the earplugs are just going to be your normal Blanket little, like, pl- yeah, little plastic ones that fit in. The eye mask isn't anything great. I'm not saying all airlines do it, but a lot of the more... I don't want to say reputable, but non-budget airlines. They will, want to make your yeah, they experience will, comfortable. They will provide that. And if you want me to be completely honest, they want you to fall asleep on the yeah, flights. Yeah, they don't too. want you They don't up, want you to be annoying. awake. Yeah, so they're going to give you what they can. But if you're flying and don't know if your airline's going to have it because you've never flown them before, if those things would help you, definitely take into consideration getting yourself like an eye mask or earplugs from the dollar store. I actually picked up my aunt, uncle, and cousin from the airport today, and they said that on their five-hour flight back, there was a kicking, screaming toddler the entire time. Oh, no. oh my God. It was kicking, um, kicking their the seat. seat and screaming. So did the earplugs would have... I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were being too nice. You um, know what I just thought of right now that is essential for comfort? What? Headphones. Yeah. I love my Beats earphones, even if I'm not listening to anything, because I feel like it just drowns the world out. It's like definitely an entertainment thing, too. I love to download podcasts that will play. Yeah. And some airlines charge you for their headphones. So it's essentially to bring your own and save the environment. Yeah. So I actually flew (laughs) premium economy from LAX, which is Los Angeles, to London. And I got upgraded for free. If you want to know how, make sure that you leave a five-star review, screenshot it, and send it to us at Travel Squad Podcast or Travel Squad Podcast at gmail.com. Did you hear that though? A hack for how to get upgraded for free. Yes, it can was be amazing. Yours. And what did they give you in premium economy, Zaina? Well, I had several glasses of champagne Champagna. before we even took off. And I remember sending you guys pictures of that. I sent you pictures of the menu that they gave me, but then I also got an eye mask. I got toothpaste. I got slippers. Oh, slippers? Like, It was so (laughs) nice. I also had the entire road to myself. Like, it was not a packed flight. It was amazing. So, again, we'll tell you how to get that yourself if you leave a five-star review and send it to us at Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast or email it to us at travelsquadpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And I was going to say, in premium economy, at least on British Airways that you flew on, I know other airlines they recline further now they don't recline flat that's business class but they Mm -hmm. recline further to have more comfort some of them have foot rests so a lot more comfort in there and correct me if i'm wrong you get a business class meal in premium economy correct i don't know if it's the same thing that they had in business class but i know that i wouldn't have eaten that in economy right and they don't serve it to you in a foil tin right it was on a real plate exactly yeah i felt like i was uh, royalty yeah even the guy who i've what is he called the person who is head of the flight crew he came and checked on me several times and at the end he even came back to make sure that i enjoyed my flight once we landed in london he took such good care of me very nice yeah what else Some things that you should bring for utility because it's a long flight and you're going to want to freshen up. So typically, if I'm bringing my backpack on, I'll bring a smaller little makeup Ziploc kind of a bag to put all of this stuff in. And one thing that I always bring is chapstick because like with the water and hydration, you get really dry on a plane and I always get chap lips and it's awful. (laughs) It's a good tip. It's a good one to remember. It's dry air that's recirculating and you sit under the vent. So it's just constant air hitting you Mm -hmm. too, drying you out. And all you single ladies, you never know when you're going to meet someone. 
Exactly. <laughs> I actually recently made a little bag and it has a whole bunch of different medications, aspirin, Pepto, ibuprofen, Dramamine. It also has um, like a few hair ties and bobby mm-hmm. pins, a pack of Kleenex. It has nail clippers. So just kind of like a all-in-one utility bag. And every time I travel, I just grab that one bag and it has pretty much everything I need. I know my musts that I include for my utility within my personal carry-on is going to be a toothbrush and toothpaste. And obviously keep in mind the toothpaste needs to be under three ounces. So like the travel size ones, Mm -hmm. but my regular toothbrush that I take on my trip, I don't even put it in my check bag. That's on my carry-on, my personal item to brush my teeth, freshen up. And always, always, I will carry a small travel size deodorant because you're on a plane, it's cramped, you're kind of sitting tight. I mean, if you're talking 12 to 15 hours for a flight, and that's just potentially one, not including layovers. I mean, sometimes we have travel times of 24, longest was 33 hours continuous, like of traveling on a plane. You're definitely going to want that and don't pack it because I know sometimes I give myself anxiety thinking like, do I smell like I've been on here for a while? So I always, always want my deodorant to kind of freshen up, make me feel good. I also like to bring face wipes because your face gets greasy and you might've had makeup on when you started the flight and you want to take it off. I like to bring makeup too so that I can freshen up before we head out into the city after we land. Well, speaking of face wipes, another type of wipe you might want to bring is an antibacterial wipe to wipe down your armrest, your table tray, <laughs> and everything like that. I totally thought you were going to say like baby wipes to wipe your ass. Well, <laughs> That's that, pretty important too, well, I guess. That was next on my wipe list, actually, because <laughs> I always carry baby wipes in my carry-on backpack, actually. Yeah. But I was going to say... For a cleanliness standpoint, at least of your tray table and armrest, like an antibacterial wipe. But yes, since Kim jumped the gun on that one, always bring baby wipes. Way to freshen up in the nether regions. That's for sure. Yeah. Hand sanitizer is another good one to bring since there are a lot of dirty surfaces in there. And then, you know, perfume, lotion, moisturizer, those kinds of things. Go ahead. I was going to say, definitely don't forget, like if you have prescriptions, don't pack them, carry them. For me, sometimes I'll definitely carry, or at least Brittany will be the one to carry it, but she'll always, Nurse Brittany. Ha- yeah, she'll always have the ibuprofen, Benadryl, maybe to put you to sleep. Yeah. I was going to say there's one type of pill that I always bring and it's melatonin. And the reason I bring it is because it does help you sleep. It knocks you out. And the first time I ever took it, we were coming back from Thailand and our friend that went with us was like, oh, I have this melatonin. I'm going to sleep on the plane. And I didn't know what it was. So he gave me one and it was a dissolvable one you put on your tongue. And I ate it. I don't know how many milligrams it was. And I'm eating it in the line to get on the plane. And he's like, whoa, you're going to take that right now? And I'm like, well, yeah, I want to go to sleep. I'm I've been exhausted from this trip. And before the plane even takes off, I cannot keep my eyes open. <laughs> they were so heavy and I was knocked out until they started serving a meal. And I couldn't even wake up to eat the meal. <laughs> <laughs> I slept the entire flight back. It's pretty great. And it was nice because it was a 2-4-2 situation also, but there's four of us in the middle. So we were just like legs on each other, cuddling, moving one way, moving the other. It was great. Oh, is this on your Thailand one? Yes. Nice. So wait until you're on the airplane to take the melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else that was utility that we should bring or that we didn't already mention? 
One thing, I always bring a deck of cards. I know it's kind of in the next section of something to kind of do to play a game, especially if you're traveling with somebody or even alone in a solitaire. But before we get to that, definitely just have it on you. It's another thing. Of in the airport, we've yeah, played cards. Absolutely. Beat Brittany at speed a few times. Yeah. <laughs> we've gotten into Rummy as of late. That's our new card game. Oh, nice. Cards are so fun. Yeah. So underrated. So we did mention that you can get a hack for how to get upgraded for free, but there's some other things that will tell you without having to... You should give us a review anyway, actually. (laughs) But no, there's some ways that you can work with your situation and get better service on your flight. And Zaina knows these really well. Yes. So I always like to, for the long haul flights, bring the crew a small gift or snack. It really helps just increase the good service because one, they don't really expect anything. And I know most people don't realize this, but flight attendants have to be there at the airport several hours before the flight, but they don't actually get paid until the door closes and they stop getting paid the moment the door opens on an airplane. So, you know, like I'm not saying that they need to excuse if they give you shitty service, but, you know, just have a little bit of empathy for them because, you know, they're working women just like all of us. And when you you show up with a small gift or a snack it really just I can't even tell you I remember being in or men yes men thank you we're talking like a box of chocolate right yeah something like that or even like I flew back from Atlanta to San Diego I think it was like a 10 p.m flight so not exactly like red eye but it was a late night flight and I spent probably 15 dollars at the dollar store of just one dollar for the bag and then fourteen dollars filling it up with goodies and they were so excited the pilot gave me a thank you note they wrote me a thank you note they gave me a bottle of wine that's amazing yeah they gave the two people in my row free alcohol they wanted to give me free alcohol but i'm i'm on a sobriety this year (laughs) so i didn't take any alcohol although they did give me the bottle of wine and like legit they treated me better than the people in first class because they wanted to not because i paid money to be treated that way well. And what's your other trick for like connecting with a flight attendant? Oh, so when you get on, look at them, smile, you know, rather than just passing by them, look at them in the eye, smile and just let them know, oh my goodness, I think I've flown with you before and you gave such excellent service. Thank you so much for that. And it just makes them feel so warm and fuzzy. You know, they already feel like they've connected with you, even if you've never flown with them before, but it just gets them excited because everyone loves compliments. Everyone loves their ego being fluffed. So just, you know, make them feel good. And I promise you, they're going to turn around and make you feel good too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys do when you're on the flight? Like when we're actually in the air, what are your go-tos? Candy Crush. Definitely try to sleep as much as possible. Makes it go by a lot faster. Other than my Sudoku book and games that I've downloaded on my phone, if I have an onboard entertainment system screen behind me, I will either watch movies or find one of the TV shows on there that I'm willing to marathon that kills a good bit of time. As a matter of fact, on this last flight back, I watched the entire final season of Game of Thrones, and that killed a uh, seven, uh, ten hour flight. <laughs> Where were you coming back from? Oh, this was our Amsterdam to Minneapolis. Oh, nice. And oh my God. So Jamal and I both hadn't watched it. So we plus play at the same time. We were like, okay, one, two, three, play. <laughs> and we watched it side by side the entire final season. I didn't want her to get ahead of me or me ahead of her because, I mean, we always watched it together. Was that at relationship packed. So loyalty. We were like, all right. And so we would match up the screens, the time bars, and we're like, yes, we're, we're perfect. <laughs> I did that on my flight. Uh, I think coming back from Italy, we started a movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. So speaking of sleep, Kim, haven't you fallen asleep on someone on a plane? 
Um, you were asleep, so maybe you don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, we were on our way back from Fort Lauderdale to San Diego. Also an exhausting trip we were coming back from. Yes, yes. If you listen to the Cuba episode, you'll know how exhausting it was because it was a fun trip. So anyways, it was a stranger in the aisle. Kim was in the middle and I was at the window and I look over and Kim is dead asleep on this woman's shoulder. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I don't know if, you know, Kim would want to be woken up, you know, like, like, what do I do? So I thought, okay, well, instead of like being obvious and like waking her up and embarrassing her, I'm just going to get up to go to the bathroom. So I'll have to wake her up when I stand up so I can get over her. And that's what I did. And then Kim realized she was asleep on her shoulder and <laughs> she was really cool about it though. Yeah. Nice lady. So that happens. It's part of travel. It happens. Another thing to do to kind of kill time on a plane and I could speak firsthand of this because on this last trip, I ran out of space on my phone. But beyond that, it's always kind of just going through your photos and just re-cleaning out stuff that you don't want. I know, at least in particular, when Brittany and I take photos, we take five photos of us in the same, same spot thing. just to make sure you have like a good photo. So it's always good time. And believe me, when you're going back and forth trying to compare what photos are what, it definitely kills a lot of time. I That's usually my last resort when I've gone through the entertainment. I've already listened to everything on my phone, read things. I clean up the pictures on my phone. There's a lot of crap on your phone. Yeah, I take a lot of screenshots. <laughs> screenshots. Yes. And it's like, these are worthless after like the moment, right? Yeah. yeah so I clean them. up notes on my iPhone. I take a lot of notes and then I clean it up. But it's also interesting because it's time stamped and I'll see stuff from like several years ago and I'm like, whew. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love taking notes. And then, you know, there's always the Mile High Club if you're really bored. <laughs> Raise your hand if you remember, guys. You guys are not. Did you really? Bullshit. Okay, Did you? Calling us out. Well, that's between Brittany and I. <laughs> it's not for the podcast world. <laughs> for the yeah. record, no one in the you podcast can always world saw any hands go up. <laughs> well, I know. It's just between us. <laughs> I know. Well, Brittany and I rose our hands. <laughs> There's we'll the Mile High Club. There's a little hanky-panky in the aisle or in your seat. What do you think they give you blankets for? <laughs> that's to cover up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if you get through the online entertainment or while you're doing the online entertainment. On board on, entertainment. On board entertainment. You know, you can always drink alcohol. Drink, baby. Woo. That's one of the good things about international flights. I want to say 95% of airlines give free alcohol on international flights. I say 95 because I was just informed by Kim recently that she flew on Norwegian and they didn't mm -hmm. even provide meals or water on an international right. flight, which completely blows my mind. Not even water? No, not free water. Ooh. Right. That should be like illegal. I know. <laughs> I don't We're know. trapped on there for 12 uh, hours with no water. I don't know how that happens. But yeah, most Norwegian. airlines, other than apparently Norwegian, on international <laughs> flights give you free alcohol. So that's a good way to fall asleep too. You don't want to get obnoxious, but definitely it can put you to sleep, some whiskey Take to warm advantage. your belly, wine to relax the mind, whatever. And don't be shy. If you want more, get up, go back to the Galloway and just ask. Fuck them hard. <laughs> you bought the ticket. Fuck them right. hard. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, my favorite snack box came from Latam. Ooh, Latam. On our way from Lima to Cusco. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so it good. It was a whole snack box with like an assortment of 
It wasn't a meal, but just snacks, but enough snacks to be like, wow, this is like a meal. It was amazing. <laughs> we, were, we were still talking about it three years later. I don't remember it. Okay. So they had some giant I wasn't with you guys, though. Okay. Oh, you weren't with us. That's I right. left like 12 hours before you guys so I can spend the day in Mexico City because we flew out of Mexico City. And then I got to Lima, Peru. And then I waited mm-hmm. there for you guys, I think like eight hours. I don't know. It yeah, was but forever. At, but you were there because the Latam was from Lima to Cusco. I don't remember. The only thing I remember so about that airplane. you were just tired airplane, from eight hours It of had those big corn. The, the, the corn, nuts. corn. Corn nuts. And don't that remember. little cake that was so good. The only thing I remember about the flight was I didn't feel like the airplane was going fast enough down the runway. So I didn't <laughs> have faith that we were going to get up into the sky. So I burst into tears, like hardcore. The guy next to me looks like worried for me. And he says to me in in Spanish, it's okay. Like, it's okay. We just have a little bit more to go. And I just looked at him and I said, no estabian. And that like, I didn't, we need to be up there now. This is, this is enough. And he just looked like really like, who the fuck did I sit next to? This is to? to give everyone a sneak peek of Zane's flight anxiety. Yeah, she can get. He was not entertaining my fears. I know, <laughs> I know. But when we're in the air, we're fine. But takeoff and landing, Zane is having like a. I'm fucking good on freak landing. Out. I'm good on landing. It's well, no. the takeoff. Okay. Did anyone else feel like Latam Airlines did not go fast enough to get up in the fucking air? I thought it was great. Yeah, it was great. It did, by the way. Spoiler alert. It was good. <laughs> We're still alive. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like recently we went on a flight with Zena and there was no turbulence at all. And we leave and she goes, that was kind of a rough flight, guys, right? <laughs> I, I remember that. When Which we just came was back that? from Sacramento. That was a rough flight. No, no it, was it was not. not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another thing that we definitely like to do on our flights is get up and move. And like I said earlier about the waters and getting sodas, go to the galleyway and just kind of hang out. It's a good area to stretch. If you're traveling with people, go up there and talk. Especially if you're not sitting next to your group. You can meet in the back and just hang out, have a few drinks stretch a little bit how many times on our flight to china did we go to the galleyway and kill an hour each time just going up and talking we did that at least twice on that 10 hour flight and that's two hours that's like one fifth of the flight just killed right there socializing yeah and there was a flight on our i think on our way to africa that josh and anna just stood behind us we were the last seat on the plane that's what i did when we went to to mexico city this last time i stood by you guys Mm -hmm. no not to new york i remember Amsterdam. yeah and so we just talked to them the entire time. The flight went by so fast because they were just like right behind us talking the entire time. And we hadn't seen them in months. So it was a perfect way to catch up. But always we go up and kind of hang in the galley. It's a good place to stretch. Literally actually stretch. Don't get on the floor and do any yoga stretches. But, you know, like <laughs> bend down, kind of stretch, move your legs. It's always good for you. So I like to get up, walk around, get some circulation in. You know, blood clots are prone to happen when you're sitting for a long period of time They're and real. not moving around. <laughs> I actually remember when I was in nursing school, there was a guy who took a road trip and he had sat in his car for five hours, didn't really move a lot and was like smoking cigarettes, which is also really bad for your circulation. Hmm. He got to San Diego, got out of his car, walked around for an hour and then had a pulmonary embolism. <sighs> due to a blood clot from that road trip. So it's great. Like when I'm in my seat, I'm moving my feet around. Also, when you're at that high elevation, you're prone to swelling and cutting off circulation because you're in a dependent position, meaning that your feet are on the ground for a long period of time. So it's really great to move around, get that circulation going. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to get up and walk around and then come back and record.
Yeah. I'm just kidding. Break over. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't quite five hours. But actually, it is time for my favorite part of the episode. We have some questions from our listeners. I wanted to hit those real quick before we close it out with flight etiquette, which is so important. So the first question we were asked (laughs) is, what is the longest flight you've been on? Ooh, I would say it actually is only 12 hours. You're lucky. Or 14 from LA to Shanghai. Yeah, 14 hours. I was Dubai to San Francisco, 16 hours. Jamal and I, South Africa. It was from Johannesburg to Atlanta, 16 and a half half hours. You're on that flight. That's yours. Oh, okay. By by a half hour more. (laughs) Your second longest flight, Dubai to San Francisco. There you go. There you go. I don't even remember that. That was a long flight, 16 and a half hours. And as a matter of fact, just a little bit of tidbit of trivia. Last time I looked, that's either the sixth or seventh longest commercial flight in the world that Johannesburg to Atlanta in terms of flight time. But that was one flight of a 33-hour travel journey that we had back home. Yeah, mine same, 34 hours for Thailand. Oh, yeah. We had 33 hours was our longest travel time. A little bit of pain for what you get when you're there. You know what? (laughs) Sometimes traveling is a little bit rough. No lie, but I feel like I endured it. So my trip is my reward. And I almost as sometimes grueling as it is, I look forward to it because it's almost like my rite of passage for me to enjoy my trip. Yeah, it's a weird little thing that I have. Yeah. So what's your worst flight story, guys? That's a good question. That's from one of our listeners. Well, mine, it goes back a a ways. I was flying from St. Louis, Missouri to Sacramento. And I think I got a UTI, but I wasn't aware of it yet. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Like it wasn't that bad yet. It was like just starting or whatever, but it made me feel sick. And I'd eaten a cinnamon roll from the food court in the airport right before getting on the plane. And I was like throwing up on the plane. I like almost, I feel like I had a fever. I don't know. It was really bad that sounds <laughs> and awful. i've never been able to eat cinnabon ever again since. <laughs> i've never had a bad flight per se i would say like anything with turbulence and anytime you take off so Every multiple flight. times that you think you're gonna die during turbulence my flight from <laughs> san diego to new orleans we were like bobbing around all crazy like up in our seats flopping around that was the worst turbulence i've ever felt oh uh, i remember like one flight it was just absolutely terrifying when we were taking off and so i kept looking jamal and Brittany were in the back and i was kind of more in the middle <laughs> and i kept turning around to look at jamal because as long as jamal has like a everything's cool face i feel good you know and the lady that i was sitting next to she's like are you okay and i was like oh yeah yeah, I'm just checking my brother's face because as long as his face is good, we're good. I remember you looking back and giving you the thumbs up like everything's fine. I just need a thumbs up, guys. <laughs> and I'm okay. Jamal, don't you have a pretty bad flight story? I actually have three. <laughs> I imagine one of them may be yours if we're going to talk about the time that we legitimately thought we were going to fall out of the sky. Yes, that was my only one. Okay, so I'll let you say that one. So I have two. One of them was actually a short flight, but this is still when we lived in Northern California. And me and my friends were going to Six Flags and Disneyland for like a little weekend getaway. 
and we had drove and I started to get really sick in the middle of the night and I figured all right I'm gonna try to troop it out at Magic Mountain because we were doing that first before Disneyland got really sick had to have them take me home like I was throwing up couldn't hold it down but you know in all fairness you trooped it out in the park and just got pushed around in the wheelchair until you couldn't handle it anymore that's true (laughs) that's true but I got to the point where I needed to fly emergency (laughs) home so emergency flight yeah well I mean it wasn't like emergency charter it was a southwest but i made them drop me off at the airport i was like i'm going home i can't handle this so flying really really sick i actually got admitted to the hospital and they were going to take out my appendix because they were inflamed that was causing the issue they never ended up doing it but that was a terrible experience but i would say beyond that the other one was something that was out of my control (laughs) and it was as a matter of fact on that 16 and a half hour flight from johannesburg (laughs) to atlanta i sat next to the smelliest (laughs) person i have ever (laughs) sat by on a plane like no exaggeration britney was window Or in real life. Like, I don't think I've smelled anyone worse than this. Like, it was bad. So we were on the plane. It was, she was honestly, no exaggeration, the last, and if not the last, second to last person to come down the aisle of the plane. (laughs) You thought you were going to have an open spot. And I was like, man, please don't come sit by us. Please don't come sit by us. Like, she looked grungy. Yeah. She was like in her like late 20s, early 30s. So she was young. Yeah, she was about our age. And she just... She looked grungy. She smelled like she's been out like, and I say this because we were in Africa leaving. She looks like she was out in the African bush doing, <laughs> I don't even know what, maybe just like got done with a two didn't day safari, didn't shower, smelled like BO. It was actually pretty bad. The saving grace was that the majority of the flight, she actually had a blanket over her. So that kind of like covered <laughs> everything. Saving grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a blanket over her and that kind of like covered the smell. But the moment she wanted to fidget with her onboard entertainment, like individual TV on the back, her armpit Ugh. came out of the blanket and she she smelled Ugh. she kept drinking milk the whole time. <laughs> the yes, she you ordered not? milk like at least four times and when she ordered something different, it her, was it Bailey's. Was, it was her alcoholic drink, it was Bailey's. So still more dairy. <laughs> So I would say those two are my worst flight experiences. That's pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. My worst flight experience was actually when I was with Jamal and we were both on a flight from Palawan in the Philippines back to Manila, the main land and the capital. And... We were flying. We went in June. I would not recommend going to the Philippines in June. It's typhoon season. And it's hot and humid. And it's hot and humid. And we flew through a typhoon and our plane hit an air pocket and dropped. And we could feel it literally just Did the airbags come down? In place. No, No. they didn't. It felt like a roller coaster. It was such a drop, you felt it in your stomach. Let's Mm -hmm. put it that way. And so everyone on the plane gasped and was like screamed and like was afraid and it was so bad that we knew when the flight attendants were reacting negatively to the fall as well that flight was, like, attendants even screamed oh my gosh <laughs> oh, they weren't expecting it you're lucky no. you weren't on that one Zana. you would have probably died of a heart attack like legitimately <laughs> i'm <laughs> that or i would have i like I, i'm sure i would have passed out yeah I'm surprised nobody mentioned the fart story as one of your worst flight stories. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Okay, we're well, going to talk about an- flight etiquette, but honestly, like, it can't even be worse because it was so fucking funny. 
Like it's disgusting, but it's so fucking funny. So let's just go ahead and skip right to it, man. Well, what about real quick? Best flight experience. My best flight experience. It was when I was still a kid. I think I was like 16 or less. And me and my brothers were flying to Alaska to visit my dad. And we got upgraded to first class. Nice. Only time in my life I've been upgraded to first class. I really wish it would have happened after I was 21 and I could have drank. But it was awesome. It was amazing. I would say best is I did get upgraded for free to premium economy. Like I mentioned earlier, LAX to London. But not to sound corny, but I was all by myself. So it's so amazing. But like really, whenever I'm on the plane having fun with you guys is fun time, even if you're cramped Aww. in economy. But it's so true. Like, you know, like I'm in the nicest area. Well, it wasn't first class, but you know what I mean? Like I was in a really nice area. And when you're all by yourself, it's nice. But at the same time, you don't have anyone to share it with. Yeah. Money can't buy you companionship. That's true. What about you guys? I don't have one in particular. Really? Of all the flights you've taken, none stand out as being particularly great. No. I mean, I don't... Even with us? I mean, like, I have a really good time with you guys, but, like, even the lows, I mean, I've had one low and it was something out of my control, but I feel like all of my flights have been pretty even. Like, nothing's been really awesome, really nothing's been super Hmm. negative, so... I I would say for me, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as Brittany on that. Like, I can't think of anything that's just really been a standout, but I know one time when we were kids, when we were going to Lebanon, we were, obviously, it was a transatlantic flight, big plane and it was a 343 setup and it wasn't very full and that's the only time I feel like I've ever been on a transatlantic flight where there was enough middle seats available that we were able to just go out and actually lay on them to sleep. Nice. Now, I was younger then, so obviously the smaller seats weren't that big of a deal then, but I remember that vividly. That's the only time I've ever really had like an open area to That's lay. That's the best when so that happens. That was really nice. But beyond that, like best flight experience, really just any flight that gets me to a vacation. Like I said before, I feel like the flight is a rite of passage for me for my trip. And even though sometimes they're grueling, it's enjoyable just for that. I actually have one more. I was so hungover after Nicole's wedding in Mexico City, still drunk, probably hungover, definitely, and got on the plane. No one was sitting next to me. I fell asleep right away, laying down across all three seats, woke up landing. That's amazing. That's yes. legit. So before we close out this episode, let's just talk about some flight etiquette. So number one was shower before the flight, please. please. Don't be like that lady sitting next to Jamal. Please don't. Also, hold your flatulence. (laughs) Okay. Hold it in, people. So we've got two awesome stories about this. One, when we were flying from San Diego to... Vegas. This is all four of us. We were San Diego to Vegas. Someone farted on the airplane. (laughs) And it was so bad. And this is like a late night party flight yeah. Friday night Last to Vegas. Out of San Diego it to was Vegas disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh my God, like someone let it rip. It smelled like it came from like the aisle right in front of us. Yes. It did. <laughs> oh. So, you know, us four, we can't stop laughing because it's so bad. And then we're like, I wonder if anyone thinks it's us because we're laughing. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it definitely so wasn't. The second time was from San Diego to Japan. 
and like we didn't hear anything, but we smelt it. Is this man. the same milk lady? No, no. that was, was Africa. Oh, that was Africa. Yeah. Okay, so we just kept getting like whiffs <laughs> and whiffs and whiffs, and so we're all looking around. Like at first, I thought it was Brittany. If you want me to be honest, because I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> Brittany and does that. Yeah, I know. And and so then... I thought it could have been Brittany, and so I even looked at her to ask her. I was like, Brittany, is that you? And she's like, No, it's definitely not. And I was like, Okay. And I'm like looking back at my mom and my niece, and I'm like. Behind they're us. sitting behind us i'm like is that you guys <laughs> and they thought my niece she thought it was me because i kept looking at her <laughs> yeah when we finally asked her she's like no i thought it was you just because you kept looking back and i thought you were trying to see my reaction <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, it smells, and so I'm in the same row as Jamal and Brittany, but it's a two, four, two. So Jamal and Brittany are up against the window, and then I'm at the aisle, conjoined with them in that aisle. And so it smelled like it was ahead of me and behind me. Like, (laughs) all around. I basked in it. Was it you? (laughs) No. I would have told you guys if it was me. (laughs) But yeah, so, um, you know, it's tight spaces, not a lot of breathing room for the air. Go to the bathroom and do it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you got to do it, just please go up and go to the bathroom and do it. They have fans in the bathroom that suck that air out legitimately really so gross. just do that if you think you're gonna be discreet you're not like everyone a little one it. that won't make noise or smell <laughs> and ends up just killing everyone on the plane and by the way like that was the entire flight like legit every 10 or 15 minutes this person was <laughs> oh. yeah it didn't stop so you may want to pack a nose plug in your carry-on <laughs> <laughs> i wish they made like poopery for farts <laughs> Just spray like it before stick you... something up your butt. <laughs> Maybe it was like a flight attendant who just like crop dusted. <laughs> oh, the flight attendant. I like, I'll get you, little passengers. <laughs> this article about like secrets of flight attendants and like one of the flight attendant's secrets was like she passes gas when she's walking down the aisle and it's always fun to like look at the passengers to figure out like. Oh my God. <laughs> if they're trying to figure out which passenger. Yeah, yeah. Well, another That's thing funny. that really gets me in terms of etiquette, I cannot stand people who do not put their seat up during meal service it's rude put your seat up some flight attendants will come around and tell people but lately on flights i haven't been seeing them do it yeah and if you're too scared to do it because you don't want to cause confrontation on the plane and tell the person in front of you because it's already tight as it is when they're leaned back and just eating it's really difficult use your attendant call button get the flight attendant you don't even need to say anything point to the seat They'll know exactly what you're saying, and then they'll be the ones to tell the person in front of you, move your seat up. But I do want to encourage you to speak up, you guys. It's not that big of a deal to just tap them on the back and say, hey, would you mind putting your seat up while we're eating dinner or whatever meal it is? Speak up. You can do it. So I think this made Jamal's flight from Johannesburg to Atlanta even worse because not only was he sitting next to that smelly person, the person in front of us wasn't putting their seat up. Did you say something? If you see something, say something. I think he would have said something the whole time. So? Yeah. Mm. But people do put their seats back often, and that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with that in terms of flight etiquette. I do think it's appropriate. Yes. But the one thing... I absolutely hate is when people pull on your seat when they stand up. It's like, dude, use your armrest, use your hands, like use your core strength. Use your core strength. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then next tip is if you're in the aisle or window seat, let the middle person have the armrest. Seriously. I always end up in the middle and I'm like, you guys give me some room. If I'm ever on the window, I like lean on the window and mm. move away from people. Same with the aisle. I'm like get trying to get as far away from the middle person as possible. Is that what you do next to me? Oh, when it's you, I'm like putting my feet up and laying on you. Like It's okay to sleep on you. Okay, good. This is when you're with strangers. Yeah, with strangers. I'm like, get out of my bubble. <laughs> also, when you take off your shoes, which is okay. Like, I like to take my shoes off during flight. Absolutely. But if you get up and walk around, put them back on. I've definitely gone to the bathroom without shoes on. Ew, that <laughs> is so disgusting. You know what that reminds me of, Kim? That reminds Sorry. me of Britney Spears walking into the public oh, no. restroom and without shoes. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's yeah, like one it of, is pretty gross. I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> didn't I'm gonna, get any slippers in economy. I'm going to reserve judgment on you because you may have just been tired, but that's one. Maybe of you my, had socks on. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did have socks. Okay, but still, that's one Plain of my socks. things. Like, I take my <laughs> shoes off fine, but like, I don't like when people roam the plane with their shoes off. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. I definitely judge people when they do it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of shoes off, don't put your feet through the seats oh, to other disgusting. people's seats. It happens more often than you think, and I don't understand how people think that that's appropriate or okay. Or you know what? And that just makes me think that if you have long hair, don't throw your hair over the seat so it's like... Blocking the screen or somebody else's seat. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I've seen that once. Yeah. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Maintain your shit. (laughs) This meme on like Facebook of somebody drying their underwear in the air conditioning. I just saw it. That's a new one. That's a new one. It just came out. I I saw it like a couple days ago. I've seen it a while back. Oh, wow. That's funny. Maybe more people are doing it. That's funny that you say that because I just saw that I've seen the socks and the underwear. It's pretty gross. Someone had their underwear (laughs) off and was blow drying it with the air vents that was there. On an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this. I saw this online as somebody doing something. I don't know if it was recorded like as a joke, if someone was legitimately doing that. How do you have the to do that? I know, I it's know. disgusting. That's... That's humiliating. That's why you bring a second pair of underwear. <laughs> Reverting no. back to the tip section. The panty liner. She should have been wearing one. Oh, man. Yeah. So let's see. Next one is if you are the lucky beneficiary of an aisle seat, allow the passengers in the middle in the window seat to get up when needed. And don't be a douchebag about it. You chose that seat. You know what's going to happen. And if they have to get up, just be nice. And if you are sitting in the middle or the window, if the aisle person gets up, that's always when I get up to go to the bathroom too. Me too. Take advantage of the opportunity. Very good tip right there, Kim. If somebody's doing it and you don't really have to go, but probably could, take that opportunity so they don't have to get up again. And it's a good place to stand up and move around. around. There you go. Next one, control your offspring. (laughs) We're not mom shaming anyone. We are not. Or dad shaming. But like I said, my aunt and uncle just went on this flight and the kid was kicking their seat and screaming the entire time. I get it. If they're screaming, sometimes you can't control them. But the kicking, I can't control that. I look back sometimes and I'm like, should I yell at this kid right now? Or should I contain myself? the, The kicking, the throwing, or even running up and down the aisles like if they're crying like legitimately i understand that you can't stop that yeah but you can control their other behaviors you know right. and i've seen kids rotten up and down the aisle and i think how do people think that this is okay yeah i don't Bothers know i don't me. have kids maybe you're just person. at that point you're like i don't care what you do get away from me <laughs> maybe but Still. Maybe, I don't know and our last one is when the plane lands do not get up and rush the front Please have some etiquette. Let people in front of you get off in an orderly fashion. Don't try to bum rush everyone. Get off the plane first. China was really bad at this. 
Mexico is kind of bad bad too. too. Yeah. It's like the worst, you know, when the people right in the aisle behind you, like bum rush past you. I remember like, like, I I want to get off too. There was one (laughs) flight. I think it was like a national flight or a domestic flight. And maybe it was Denver or something. And they kept trying to like push past me. And so I kept being just as aggressive and getting out there to not let them. But it's so rude, dude. It's just so rude. Yeah, I agree. So fucking rude. I'm so passionate about how rude. Let people in front go first. Absolutely. So disembark in an orderly fashion. Any other final thoughts on long haul air travel or just air travel in general, ladies? I just want to say that even though a flight can be very long and you can't make time go faster, there are tons of things that you can do to entertain yourself and make it less painful. And then what's waiting for you on the other side of that flight is always going to be worth it. And if you guys have some good tips that we didn't share, please let us know. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear them. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you learned some valuable tips that you can take for yourself on your next long haul flight. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, tell us what you'd like, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast. Make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports. Next week, we are going to Europe and exploring the Adriatic coast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.